¿Quieres pedo, güey? No, chale. Chale, chale, chale. ¿Quieres pedo? No, chale. chale. Ya sabes que a mí me vale. Me vale. ¿Quieres pedo? No, chale. Chale. Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. Uh, that's me, Chavo Guerrero Jr., and uh, thanks for joining in today. Today I'm pleased to bring to you this guest who is actually a very good friend of mine and uh, a guy that I respect and who's done a lot in pro wrestling, uh, Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac. AKA one, two, three kid, AKA six. You could keep going on and on, but uh, this guy's been around and has done a lot and uh, been part of two of the biggest factions ever in wrestling, um, NWO and DX. And uh, he's just getting put into the Hall of Fame again. Congratulations for his NWO run to uh, match his DX run. So congrats to my boy, Sean Waltman. And this is a really fun listen because... We talk about so much, you know, talk about what it's like to um, grow up kind of being wrestling fans, you know, me being in the business, but him just being a fan and actually being at the same arenas at the same time uh, when we were probably both 14, 15 years old and not, not knowing it. Also being smaller guys in the wrestling business and what that takes to uh, work with these huge monsters that, uh, that are pro wrestlers. Also, we talk about our first match ever. Remembering some fun times on, on Nitro and uh, all the good times in WCW and just had a really good time catching up and talking all things wrestling. Uh, this guy's a wealth of knowledge. He's been around. He's wrestled everybody. He says a lot, you know, because he's been inducted again to the WWE Hall of Fame. So uh, I hope you all uh, enjoy this. It's kind of like a part two because Sean just released his own podcast called pro wrestling for life and he interviewed me as a part one and we thought hey wouldn't it be really cool to uh, just piggyback right off of your podcast and uh, continue with this conversation so that's kind of what we did so if you haven't listened to it yet go back and listen to his podcast which is pro wrestling for life with me chavo guerrero and uh, then you can listen to this one also so here you go my interview with sean waltman i hope you enjoy and please subscribe and hit that like button. So here you go, Sean Waltman. All right, hey, Sean, thanks for being here, man. We got X-Pac here with us today. X-Pac, uh, uh, Six-Pac, uh, One, Two, Three Kid, yeah. and Big Sean Waltman. How's it yeah. going, brother? Good, man. Hey, um, th thank you for doing my show the other day. Yeah, Dude, man, so this I, is, a, this is I really two. enjoyed that conversation, man. Th this is part two. We, uh, we, we did uh, Sean's uh, Pro Wrestling for Life podcast. And that's kind of part one. So if you guys haven't heard that, listen to that first and then come here and listen to this because it's kind of piggybacking right off of each other. Yeah, that was fun, bro. That was fun talking. Yeah. Hey, so last time, uh, like right as we were um, hanging up from, from each other, I, it might have been off air or whatever, but yeah. I don't know if it was, but um we were talking about uh the last time i saw you at the okay. bruce pritchard show remember i was yeah, all yeah. upset i had I had, had lula with me and that <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that carrier thing in the, on yeah. my chest and they yeah. weren't gonna let her in and i wasn't right. gonna oh my god i was so that That's i was right. new i was new to having her and i was right. really defensive over like you yeah, know I'm, people hey, not wanting dogs to come in I'm, well hey bro what's up and you're like all 
play piss. I'm like, it's me, Chavo. And you're like, yeah, I know. I'm just, and I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah. We figured it out and it, it worked out. It worked out great. It worked yeah. out good. But uh, um, yeah, man, dude, thanks for being on here. Where do you, we live in right now? I'm, I'm out here in LA. Um, you're in LA. Oh, great. So yeah. Kind of. I'm an hour oh, really? south of you. Yeah. Oh, man. I've been, I've been out there the whole time. I never left. Yeah. We're going to have to get together. Yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. So you're in LA. Um, so I live out here in Eagle Rock, it's called. And it's, yep. it's just really right, right before Pasadena. Like yeah. I'm like a, two minutes from the Rose Bowl. Oh, I love nice. it, man. Yeah. 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 Good it's paradise you. out here, Chavo. Bro, that, and I'm in, I'm a little south. I'm like Laguna Beach area. So I'm like in the bubble, the Orange County bubble, man. Sure. So it's, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. But even, even in Orange County, like you're an hour, like the other week we went, we went half an hour and we were up in the, in the snow covered mountains. Yeah, that's right. Other that's half right. hour that way, we were at the beach. That's right. That's right. And when you beautiful yeah. beach weather. Yeah, totally. So that's weird. That's what, that's why we live in California. That's why California is so expensive and everybody wants to live here. It's because oh you God. have a little of everything, you know? So it's pretty awesome, man. But um, let's get into it, man. So, dude, now I've been a fan of yours for a long time before I started, and I know that we're very close in the same age. So I know you started really young. Yeah. How I was, how, do, how old were you when you started wrestling? Tom, I was I was fifteen, but wow. Yeah, like I didn't really start having matches until I was, you know, into my sixteenth birthday. Which is still very yeah. very young, especially and, a young a a sixteen year old wrestling with men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's young. And so I was trained by, by Dean Malenko and his, oh. and, and his, well, really it was his father, but really? I still, but, but Dean a lot too. Wow. And lesser, Joe, his brother, Joe, yeah, not as Joe, much, yeah. but still Joe. Joe wow. Well. So Boris trained you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. I didn't, you know, I, I think I remember that now at first, but I, I kind of forgot about that, but that, wow, that's, that's something that that's, that's, that's I'm really proud of that. Yeah, you know, it was an legend. amazing teacher, man. He could work miracles. Like people, you would think by looking at him, they just don't have any aptitude whatsoever. Right. He could so work miracles, man. So many people came out of that Malenko wrestling camp. Yeah, I mean, so many high top wrestlers that legends that came yeah. out of there. Really, really, really great. And my favorite like, partner, my favorite partner, like people think DX, but yeah. and, uh, but like the coolest uh, partner I had, and I was, I, I just really and enjoyed it and the, like the creativity and like the storyline all that was right. was with Kane and he's a Malenko guy too he came in after me really yeah. I didn't know God, yeah. but like Norman Smiley I mean you could name over gang girl there's yeah. so many people that went through that Malenko wrestling academy man that's that's awesome I remember my he, grandfather talking about Boris Malenko yeah. and vice versa that's pretty oh cool. yeah Malenko used to talk about your, your grandfather too really because yeah he made it out to that that area you know yeah. like Amarillo yeah. and all that area that's out right. there in El Paso that's right. yeah, yeah. Man, that's right that's right what was your first territory that you worked in um well I moved I moved out of out of Florida I came mm -hmm. up to Minnesota mm -hmm. and it wasn't really a territory because like okay AWA Vern was still running oh yeah but oh, okay but Eddie Sharkey would run shows that would mm -hmm. outdraw Vern shows well, and really. I was on the Eddie Sharkey crew of guys yeah really you know? as, as yeah. a 16 17 year old yeah 17 yeah wow yeah, I actually started working in a strip club when I was still 17 with Jerry Lynn. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. That that's that's another podcast right there. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, that's crazy. So yeah, we were te here. similar to like you teaching the glow girls. Yeah. Like yeah. we were teaching girls boxing, and like they would have like these worked boxing matches. Yeah. And we would like help them with it and protect them from the drunk guys. And yeah. Anyway, so like 
Yeah, kind of reminded well, me. Well, you well you started in martial arts, right? Yeah, I had that like a background in martial arts. Yeah, right? I started in Taekwondo, and yeah. uh, just whatever like I could learn after that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, wow. um, I, I to me that's the reason I was able to um, to to go in there and and run with the big dogs. Yeah. You know, that was my formula. I was I, I used that. Uh, very effectively. Yeah, but when you look at your wrestling style, you never left that, and it yeah. always stayed there. I remember very vividly the uh, the the kicks in the corner and watch the spin kick. <laughs> yeah, the two like yeah. <laughs> I would tell like the one when they're coming off the ropes and I hit with yeah. the high one. I would tell them like, put your put hand you, up. Put your hand. Is up. that I'll, I'll aim yeah. for your hand instead of yeah. your. Yeah, yeah, but you always you know you just you never potato me. You always it, it, it was there, but it was never like a. It, it, you felt it, but it wasn't a, uh, you know, I wasn't going like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The other day, I, the other day I yeah. saw the ones I, I hit you with, like those were, those were nice. They, they weren't they, too, but they were too good, bad. They, they, but they were snug. They were, but they were, I like yeah. snug. I yeah, like snug. I've always liked snug. Uh, I'd rather have hit me and make it look good than, than miss me and make it look bad. Hey Chavo, do you yeah. think that like, there's something to like us being smaller guys and, and liking the punishment? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like oh, I just I feel like I I wanted to prove to everyone like I could I could handle this you know yeah you know you had to be being a smaller guy in this business of yeah. giants and especially when you came up they were giant giants there was no cruiserweights there was that wasn't really around that wasn't a thing that you if you didn't like getting punished <laughs> then you just you didn't make it in this business yeah I just there was something about it and a part of it was just the reaction you got when somebody yeah. took your head off with a clothesline or yeah. a big boot, like, and you took it really well and it got yeah. that pop Man, I was addicted yeah. to the pop. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you, you, you took them so well, you, you, you took a great ass kicking, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, oftentimes I got knocked out. Like, right. There was some, sometimes I would work a program with a guy and I'm not going to name names because it wasn't their fault. It was my right. fault, mm -hmm. but I, I would get knocked out every night and I knew it was coming. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and just to know what we know about concussions and stuff now, it's yeah. like so crazy. Like, like, like now we'd be like, okay, we can't do that anymore. But then it was like, come on, put me in, hit me hard. Yeah. yeah. Chair shot. Oh yeah. I'm not putting my hands up. I know. You know I oh know, my God. I know. I know. What, what were we thinking? How, but how did you make it to the WWF at the time? It's weird. Cause I never like in, in my mind, I never really, envision my and you know visualizing is a bit is, is a big part of like being successful in life Absolutely. right and i visualized i would be successful in wrestling mm -hmm. uh but it wasn't like in my mind wwf wasn't in the equation just because land of the giants right 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 and i consider myself a uh like a pure wrestler like trained by malenko like i was sort of a purist to be honest with you and Absolutely. you know i wanted the regular gear like i didn't like people that not that I didn't like them, but I thought like most oh, yeah. guys should wear wrestling gear. Absolutely. You know, look professional. Wrestling boots, wrestling tights. Yeah. 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 Uh, but um, so I had a I had a tryout in WCW because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. this guy named Kip Fry came in. They, they hired this guy named Kip Fry. Kip Fry. He lasted about a cup of coffee before yeah. they brought Bill Watson. So, oh, okay. so during yeah. that cup of coffee, he brought me in for a tryout. I worked with this guy named Bob Cook, who's a Malenko guy. Yeah, Bob Cook. was great. It threw one of the best punches you'll ever see. But, like, um, I loved working with Bob, and he gave me a great tryout match. Mm. It was it was great, and, and we got reactions. Right. And I did all my shit. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, cause Magnum TA said, just go in and do all your shit so we could see what you do. So like, there wasn't a lot of rhyme or reason. There was right. no like great right. psychology in the match, but I got my shit in and Bob, Bob made me look great. And I thought I was going to get hired. And then Bill Watts came in. And then he, they it just wasn't you? my, it, it wasn't his idea. Well, he, Bill, Bill was always a big guy thing. It, it's funny because Bill was really good friends with my dad and really liked my dad, which was, it was not normal Bill Watts. I think yeah. he liked my dad because my dad would tell him to F off all the time. Well, <laughs> there know? was guys that he liked, like he loved the Rock and Roll Express. He yeah. loved your, he loved your, uh, your dad. Yep. And, yep. And, and Hector. And, yeah. And Hector. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and he really liked me when he came to WWF. Right. It's just, I wasn't his idea. I was so, Kip Fry's idea, so it just wasn't happening. So did you not get hired then? I didn't, and I was kind of bummed out, man. And okay. and then, um, and then the New Japan thing came up because I was working it over in Universal. Like I used to work with, um, my first company in Japan was all the the legendary Mexican guys. Mm-hmm. Like I worked with like Io Del Santo, Blue Demon yeah. Junior. Um, I mean, Dos Caras, Dos Caras, Negro, Negro Casas, Negro. Yeah, right. Okay. Not, well, I worked with Negro for, for uh, Tenru, but I worked with his yeah. brother Canelo. Canelo, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. we were a team a couple times. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, it was a small time company, very respected, right. but you didn't make any money. Right. You know, and what so you, what you made was experience $1,000 a week. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, people go, oh, a thousand bucks, but you got to pay for your food in Japan on that too, yeah, you know, that was expensive. and still try to bring home some home to pay the bills. I had a baby on the way and really, but, but um, uh, I'm going to say, so I was just doing a new Japan thing. I would, I thought, okay, that that's where my future is going to be. And then um, I got a call from Sergeant Slaughter. Really? Yeah. And I didn't even put two and two together. I put him on hold for like two minutes. Uh-huh. And I was like talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah, Sergeant Slaughter's on the other line talking about TV tapings after WrestleMania. I'm like, who would be taping TV after WrestleMania? And then it dawned on me, WWF. And he wants to hire, like they want to give me a tryout. Yeah. So boom, there it was. So you came back in and did another tryout. I did one. I did one. I had, I had two days of tryouts after WrestleMania nine. Who'd you work then? Louis Spicoli. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. I and I got to pick, always... I got to pick him as my opponent. Yeah. Which, Louis was good. And, and nothing against anyone else, but Louie was hungry too. And he wanted to go out there and have a good match. And like some of the guys that are full-time that mm-hmm. they might put you in to have your tryout, weren't going to make me look as good as Louie did. Right. You know, it, it, people that, that don't understand when you get a tryout, it really matters who you work to yeah. help you look good in the eyes. My first tryout or my tryout with WCW was with um, Regal, Steve oh, wow. Regal at the time. And it was and he asked to work with me because he was good friends with Eddie and Chris and all and the, the little the gang stuff and he asked to work for work with me and made me look way better than I was way better. Yeah, and, he's really uh, good at that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, really, I I got hired right there. Um, Eric said um, Eric Bischoff was still the you know the chant was the uh, the the boss and said. Uh, he goes, well, the kid's got a lot of charisma. He doesn't know how to use it yet, but he's yeah. But your instincts were really good, man. I remember, like, even as a like, you were you were so still so new. Like your instincts and your you know everything and your timing. It was 
It was all really you know, impressive, when you, man. When, when you're in with a, with a guy that knows what he's doing, it, it, it helps. Ah. It's easy to follow <laughs> the truth. And well, the you can relax is, a little bit more, too. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, yeah. you're on edge because you're like, okay, I'm in with the one, two, three kid. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. And then you get in the, in the ring, and it's it's you're leading the match. You're talking to me the whole time. You're like, yeah, bro, okay, kid, come, come up with a, with a comeback now. Yeah. Lock this. You know, come on, fire up. So I I. I I, I was in good hands and I felt confident. I just, you know, when you told me to bring it, bring it. Yeah. Mm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> try, man, I try. It was just trying to keep up with the big dogs there, man. And, and that's when you get really good is by working with people that are much better than you and you yeah. step up to their, to their, try to step up to their level and you continually trying to do that. That's how you get good. You know, yeah. and my teachers were, I mean, really, I had probably 10 matches before I came to, w to WCW. My, my teachers were Eddie, Benoit, uh, Malenko, Finley, uh, Regal, uh, Arn yeah. Anderson, uh, Kurt Henning. That those were my teachers. So some of the best ever yep. were the ones in the ring that I get in the ring with, and you know they yeah. they'd bring it to you. But at the same time, and they all had a different style, so you would just adapt to it, you know. And it's yeah, you adapt the, or you get eaten. The three guys that I got to work with coming in the door, like on house show, the house mm -hmm. show runs, mm -hmm. <clears throat> were I was so blessed. Um, Mike Rotundo, Rick Martel, and Terry Taylor, and all three of them, man. Three great, three great ones. Unbelievable three great ones right there. Yeah. And all I just did was just shut up and listen, man. And I learned so did. much. God. That, you know, that's something that I learned early. My uncle Mondo would tell me, "All right, kid, you need to shut up and listen." And he'd be getting mad at me. And I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, okay, what did I say? I said, shut up and listen. I'm like. <laughs> I would just shake my head because yeah. I didn't want to talk and say, okay, shut up and listen. Okay. 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 Like, okay. Just shut up. Don't even say, okay, just shut up. That's yeah. I say, okay. I learned fast. Like just shut your mouth and do what they, they, they know, you know? Yeah, man. It was, it was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. So now you're, first of all, congratulations on the hall of fame again. Thanks. Number, number two, man, that's crazy. <laughs> There's a very, very small percentage of people that are actually in the hall of fame twice. You're up there with like Ric Flair and, uh, and like, I think Booker T, um, God, there's such a small Brett. percentage, man. Brett, Brett. Yeah, yeah. Brett, you know, so con congrats on that man for sure. But Thanks. when you, you went first, you went, you, you were in WWF, right. And then you went, to WCW, right? Now, did you leave WWF on your own and did they let you go? What happened? It's so I'll try because I all right, I'll try to because your I'll try to I'll try to I'll try to make the story concise. Yeah, your yeah. boys have got over uh um Hall and Nash, you know, Diesel and and uh, and Razor Ramon yeah. had 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 made that big switch and that historic switch. So I was, the, I, I, I should have been the first one. Really? Yeah. So okay. what happened was um, none of us were really thinking about leaving at all. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there were things that we weren't happy with, but we were just trying to stay there and fix it. Right. But okay. um, right. Cause if you're, if you're gone, you can't affect change. Right. If you're not there. Right. And then it's always like it, it, any, if in anything, anything that's great can always be changed for the better. So yeah, yeah. I get that. Um. So you you left? Yeah, sorry, man. I've read for sometimes. No, no, no. Yeah, you left WWF at the yeah, time. but um, I I I would have if if I would have. Do you remember I, on my show the other day I was telling yes. you that uh, I missed my ninety day uh, notice window? 
and my right. contract rolled over. Right. So right. like I would have been, if it wasn't for that, I, most likely I would have been the first guy ah. that showed up and not okay. Scott. Okay. And then Scott would have showed up and then, okay. right. Yeah. But yeah. they, man, once they, once they realized like what was up and that my, yeah. my contract rolled over, I was in the doghouse. Like you would not believe man. Oh, really? I was miserable. I was you, huh? miserable. And so it was those, uh, Scott and Kevin's last, last tour. Yeah. We were in, we were in Europe. Mm-hmm. It was like 20 day tour, long yeah. ass tour. Um, and I was miserable. I knew like I was going to have to stay and like yeah. I was being punished and I was about as miserable as a person could get. Now, and anyway, you? you just, were they just making you lose to everybody? And yeah. Just, everyone just, like yeah. obvious, like, and then, but if you said something, you would yeah. get gaslit like, Oh no, nothing's up. Like, right. You know, you can, you, you would always have to read between the lines on like, if you were in trouble and why they would never really tell you. Like, no, no. You'd have to be a mind reader there for sure. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. sometimes it'd be straightforward, but oftentimes that's how it like, yeah. Things. But, um, so yeah, I, uh, I was just, I was taking a lot of pills at the time and that, mm-hmm. I, I OD that TV in oh, the, yeah. in the production meeting. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like I went to rehab for, for 28 days, like everything yeah. was fine. Like I was fine after that for a long time, but right. you know, Vince brought me in, flew me to the office uh-huh. and you know, uh, although I did wait outside for three hours before getting in to see him. That's, that's, um, that's, he's the king typical. at that. That's probably yeah. typical. Yeah. Uh, he said, look, I know like, you know, your friends are gone and my two of my friends were still there, but, yeah. uh, yeah, Sean was and, and Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, look, and this was kind of his quote, like maybe not exactly word for word, but more or less he goes, if you want, if, if you can get a better deal down there and you want to go work for that billionaire asshole, I'll give you seven days uh, or I'll give you a week. Let me, let me know in a week what you want to do. And wow. I let him know in a week. It was really tough, man. It was really hard to leave there. So you told him, you go, I'm going to go. I'm gonna I gave, I gave it the week. Wow. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty big events to do that because usually yeah. he's like, you know, I'm sorry, you're locked in bro. And you know, take your medicine. Well, I was that kind of damaged goods, right? Like he didn't know, he didn't yeah. know if I was going to stay, you know, clean after yeah. the, my first rehab stint. Right. And, right. uh, um, so I get it, you yeah. know, and I was grateful to him for that. Yeah. Still Cause he got, great. That's yeah. Awesome. And while I was in, here's the thing, Chavo, while I was in rehab, yeah, I got paid better than while I was out. Like, like <laughs> they made sure I wasn't worried about nothing, man. I got, wow. They wow. sent me 10 grand for a Kuwait trip. I didn't even go on. And, wow. Okay. You know, take that. <laughs> and Vince was right that. there. He's like, man, if you need anything, call me. Really? And yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I did, man. I, my wife caught me cheating on her while I was in rehab. Wow. Yeah. I never really talked about this anywhere. <laughs> wow. So like I was all upset yeah. and I called Vince and he's like, look, just do what you got to do. Yeah. Do the right thing. And that part will work out. And he was right. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God, dude. That's, that's, but he was right there, man. He answered the phone. The world world coming down on you right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's something that's, that's needed though. I did a lot of remembering for stuff with Eddie, like sometimes it's needed, like all that stuff's got to come crashing down for you actually to go, okay, maybe there's an issue here. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So like, it's when you say that, because there was a time and it was Eddie's, it was, on one of Eddie's birthdays, he was in a real bad place. And he called me up. I was on the phone with him for, it was for a long time, man. Mm-hmm. And I was really scared like yeah. for him. 
Right. You know, he seemed like he was right on the edge and like, um, later on. Yeah. The last time I saw Eddie Hunter came out here and picked me up and brought me to rehab and him and Vince paid for They didn't have wellness policy yet. So like pretty much hundred paper, the rehab out of his own pocket, Vince paid for half, but he flew out here to get me. Mm-hmm. And, um, he brought me to, they were shooting a commercial for WrestleMania and Eddie was there and Eddie saw me and he came mm-hmm. up and he brought me a devotional and he had a long talk with me. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, he was returning the favor, man. And I never yeah. forgot that. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. He was like that. He was like that. So then you go to, to, WW of oh, WCW, I'm sorry. And then you're, you know, you're part of the the huge first real faction fraction faction, the yeah. NWO, right? And you're part of this big huge thing and really, really instrumental in, in elevating WCW to where it got. You guys were hugely instrumental in that. And then I, you know, we had our matches, you're doing stuff, and then I just remember you being gone. You were there for a while. It was like two years, yeah. and all of a sudden, you weren't there. Yeah. Is that? I just. You, yeah. I was. Okay. Well, I, I I broke my neck working in a, a house show match with Lex up in up in Man- Mankato, oh, Minnesota. Oh, really? I think it was. See, I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah. Just no a idea. freak accident, Lex. Yeah. Like, because I loved working with Lex. Right. right. And he was he was as safe as anyone I ever I was ever in the ring with. It was just mm. a freak accident. He's so mm. strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super strong. Yeah. So. But I was trying to get a raise at the time, Chavo. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you don't want to take yourself out of the game, right? right? So I kept trying to work through it. Right. You know, and it was killed, man. My, my, the whole left side was starting yeah. to atrophy. And yeah. it was a lot of pain. And finally, I, I, um, I went and surgery? got, yeah, well, I had the surgery. Yeah. yeah and really. that's when, like, while I was off is when Eric let, uh, fired me by FedEx, you know? Oh, that, really? Yeah. You got, well, you he got, was. You got the FedEx letter, and they're yeah. like, "What is this? The check or a or memo? Oh, yeah. it's a fire. I got fired." <laughs> yeah. Man, I've told that story a lot, but um, uh, oh shit, I don't know. I don't know. There was a point fired. I was yeah. trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were. He disputes the reason, and like, who knows? Who Here's knows? the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. He was. Scott and Kev were, were, were being very, very difficult. And I was at home right? and I wasn't going anywhere. I'm like, I'm still recovering from my surgery. Right. So, okay. Like let's try to put Scott and Kev in his place. Like, cause my contract wasn't as good as theirs. I didn't have the protections against being fined or anything like that. And, right. and so like he fired me and yeah. Just, you know, I made an issue a lesson, you know, a lesson a little bit and kind of, yeah. like, Hey guys, if I can't fire you, I'm going to fire your friend. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is I was, I was really upset mm-hmm. by it. But at the same time, I had been sitting at home watching both, both shows. Mm-hmm. And I saw the momentum that WWF Huge. was having. We were all fans. So yeah. we were all, when we first were WCW, when I first got there, we started doing really well and started kicking their butts. And they were still yeah. doing the, the 1980s wrestling type stuff. And we were super cutting edge and stuff. And it, we were, we were, it was great. And then all of a sudden it switched and they started doing the attitude era. Yeah. And when that started happening with, you know, with what rock and, uh, and um, it wasn't even DX with Steve rock and Steve and, yeah. and China and just all different stuff. We started like, 
like, oh, this is really cool. And we, being young wrestlers and fans, we started becoming fans of of WWF again and watching yeah. them and we would tune in and I remember like Disco Inferno and Billy Kidman and everybody and we would see anytime we saw 316 we'd like punch each other <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like punch buggy yeah because it was like huh. uh you know it was you know Steve Austin remember they were doing that when like you know Rock would get his beeper and see 316 oh and yeah yeah sudden, that stuff you know so we would just kind of because we were, we were fans of it too you know so uh Funny, because, you know, we're still young in the business. We're sure. still, like, you know, just a bunch of marks in the business. And uh, uh, we'd see that. But then, um, you know, that like, I you saw that momentum starting, at least the competition. They were both yeah. on the same plain, playing field. When before it was WWF above us, then we started coming above them, WCW, and then that playing field. And that, I mean, that, that's when wrestling was the best, I think, with it was, that, man. that competition, man, back and forth. And what are we going to do? What it was they? exciting. Yeah. So then you left NWO and then how did you become member of DX? Hey, so, um, another, after the another, word got out, one of the other biggest factions, fraction factions in all of wrestling, you're part of both. Yeah. I'm that's pretty, pretty fortunate. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Dude. Uh, so, you know, I always kept, we like Scott and Kev and, and I, and, and Paul and Sean, we always yeah. stay in, contact anyways right. you know right right yeah well, sure. uh, because boys yeah i mean we didn't talk as much as as we normally would if we were all working together but we sure. still we were tight yeah and as soon as they found out paul hit me up and he's like look man like timing is is perfect he goes sean's gotta sean's gotta quit wrestling like and we want to keep the dx thing going and mm-hmm. like it was perfect man mm-hmm. because i went down there and i got that nwo like yeah. credibility and yeah. I, I brought that with to the to the D, to dx right and like it would have been really difficult um for them to keep that momentum like if if that didn't happen i mean i'm not saying it wouldn't have been successful with without me in it but like that nwo feel adding to it man i totally remember that and i remember you showing up there and we were going like oh shit like well you caught you off that cool ass pyro and you do you know the oh man the x thing and the 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 firing of the pyro side like that was really cool we're like gosh yeah they know how to make you look like a star don't they huge huge and that's one thing i think that was a big difference between wcw and wwf at the time they wwf if they wanted to put that rocket on you they really knew how to do it yeah and they did man uh, my like when I first got back, um, they pushed me like they just kind of gave me the ball, let me run with it. Like, mm-hmm. um, at one point, I was having title matches with The Rock on, on like right. uh, European, like the UK pay per view, Capital Carnage. I think like yeah, which like I was like one of the headline you matches. You guys were having incredible matches. I'm sure you're going down and tearing the right. house down. I'm sure Dwayne was loving working with you, and you just like we oh, loved man, working he, with each other. He can do anything. Yeah. Just do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Even, regardless of whether he was the heel or the baby base, like uh, we had really good chemistry together. Yeah. Oh, dude, you guys, you got you, you had good mm-hmm. chemistry with everybody, but we know the chemistry, the actual great chemistry yeah. we had with certain people. Yeah, for sure. Now, we're, now let's go to Norfolk. Virginia, because we're <laughs> we're in at the arena, we're at the scope, and we're wrestling, and all of a sudden we get this this buzz, this word that DX is outside. How did that? How do, now? What were your thoughts? Because our thoughts were like this: 
we don't know if we should go out and fight them or we should go get their autographs. I I'm mean, happy just, you guys didn't come out and fight because no, we loved like y'all. Like, we were like, like <laughs> we wanted like, oh man, they came. That's frick. How come we didn't think of that? That's amazing. Like they came out yeah. in a tank and you guys were like the anti, I don't know, just anti everybody. It was, it was awesome. Well, how did that, what do you guys think? What were you guys thinking? We just showed up to TV and there was a tank. Well, it wasn't a tank. It was a Jeep. We, you know, when the story's told now, it was a tank. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. freaking pan, Panzer yeah. tank or some yeah. shit. But right, right. <laughs> but it was a it was a jeep, an yeah. army jeep with a Hollitzer cannon on the back right. of it. Right. And um, we showed up, and it was like, "What are we gonna do with that?" Go like, I think Dog Road Dog made a comment. Just kidding. And and Hunter knew already. Right. Oh, really? You know. And so he, they let us know, and they basically they didn't tell us this what we were doing they asked us if we would be willing to do it because like, let's be honest, sure. man, we don't know what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. And that's like, that could be major heat. You don't know if they're going to, if WCW is going to send out Ming and Barb to go, <laughs> you know, and, you guys are, uh, and maybe you burn Maybe you just burned a bridge and you have, you have nowhere to go if you get fired. Right. Right. And I remember Eric saying he should have just, let you guys in yeah well, i don't know what the hell would they should have they should just let you guys in and, and yeah put you guys on our tv why i mean yeah. think about why wouldn't they i mean I, keep it going who knows you have a face off in the ring and everybody just yeah. don't touch each other or whatever this like i wanted to get in the building Chavo, yeah. but right. like through the front sure and or like what my thing was is let's let's instead of doing everything first and then trying to get in the building let's try to get in the building first so they don't know we're coming Right, right. You know, but no, we did it the other way. And I honestly, I don't know if management really truly wanted us in the building. Because that, well, that's like, yeah, you know, well, we, you know, now we're, we're gonna, right, right deep in the dragon's yeah, lair. Yeah, going right? to happen. But I mean, that kind of, if you think, how could, what, how, the ratings, the WCW ratings would have went through the freaking roof. Yeah. And then, and vice, and vice versa, you guys played right off of that. I mean, just yeah. the, the, what could have been, you know, so, that, I mean, that's, that's, we still talk about that. Hey, so, so we had the, um, we had the tank, right. With the cannon. So yeah. we fired the first shot, right. Or whatever yeah. it was, Yeah, yeah. but everyone's waiting for the big explosion. And it goes like this peak. It was just like this little popcorn fart. No one remembers Oof. that though. Yeah. But they added to pro post-production. They made it seem oh. like it was still a big old freaking oh. cannon shot. It was so funny. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> well, so that, so then that's how you, and then we went down and then we did and then Chavo, we mm -hmm. went down and invaded the office like uh, down in georgia that's right and we I went to cnn tower yeah cnn tower you guys yeah. went there that's right and we did this one thing where we shot T cnn tower with the cannon mm -hmm. and it exploded could you imagine if we did that shit now oh dang, yeah you can't with the terror it wouldn't even happen yeah that's that's before 9 11 that's before all that stuff you know and so. and and then we went in uh, to CNN and security mm. comes and we're about to get kicked out. And then this one guy, he's like one of the v big VPs of all mm. of Turner broadcasting. His name was Dick Cheatham. He comes oh, yeah, out yeah. and he, he comes out and he goes, DX, I love you guys. Give these guys all access passes. So we had all access passes to CNN tower. No, It was way. amazing. I forgot about that. That's <laughs> right. You're walking all around CNN. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you can you can you imagine that now with like, uh, I mean, it's like not the A and E's on the same level as WWE, but just that you know. I guess some people have done that, like the Bullet Club did something yeah. like that with with trying. That to was smart something. on their part. 
Yeah, man, it was Cody and those guys. Yeah, yeah. Very they didn't have they didn't have another TV show to, to air that on. Right, but like it still got a lot of buzz. Absolutely, you know, and Absolutely. WWE kind of no sold it, but like I know they weren't happy. Yeah, well, and you know that's WWE smart in that. You know, they're yeah. they're very smart at not acknowledging any other wrestling besides them, which has worked for them very much in the past. You know, but now right now it's kind of weird with the wrestling landscape how you have a lot of people crossing over you know have guys from like omega and yeah uh, going over to tna and you got the you know the good brothers you know jumping over there to to a and e and going back and forth it's kind of cool to see that again i don't know if you're if you watch any of it but it's pretty i don't see the, i don't see the whole shows chavo hey man i'm sorry sometimes i cut you off before you're finished talking sorry don't, about don't, that no don't don't this is, this is an interview about you not about me <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead bro Oh, but no. yeah, but yeah, right. You see that, right? Like, have you been watching a little bit of that? It's kind of cool little crossover, kind of like when yeah. we were younger, you know? Yeah, and and it is cool, and it's like, um, it, 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 it's exciting. Yeah, I worry about like brand confusion. No, if it gets to be too much, that's yeah. the only thing, man. Yeah, but you, remember when we were, when we were younger? You're a fan of Japan of Japanese wrestling, and so was I. I used to get the the tapes when my dad would wrestle over there a lot the uh referees would give him the vhs tapes and i'd come home and watch those and I, that's when i first started seeing the road warriors and started seeing you know tenru uh, uh choshu and all these different you know yeah. wrestlers going wow this is now this is wrestling and um i would see sometimes on those tapes you'd have you know uh a nwa champion who was rick flair wrestling the awa champion like rick martell against each yeah. other wow it was pretty cool and even back then you would have you know, Ric Flair, NWA champion, Russell Bob Backlund, the WWF times, yeah. at times. Yeah, you know, Har Harley, Harley and Bob had like title versus title and, and they'd always go to Harley draw, and Bob Backlund. You know? I'm trying, I'm at like, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. that's pretty amazing. I mean, to go back there and see that, that's, yeah. that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Man. I saw, and I was talking to Nate cause I had nature. Nature's the first guest on my, oh, my, yeah. my first episode of my show. Mine was, mine was taker. So yeah, that's he gave good. me an hour and 30 minutes of his time, which I was incredibly grateful for, Bro, but he's the best. I, um, I, I saw the, I saw footage recently of a match mm -hmm. that, that Nate had with Nick Bockwinkle up in Winnipeg, which was Nick. a very, like, I didn't even know it ever, like it ever yeah. happened. It was like a title versus title match. Nick could go. It was man. great. He Nick was amazing. Could, we all know that Nate should go, but Nick could go, right? Yeah. I, um, just those that nostalgia to see those big companies go back and forth, and to see how how like you would never see whoever the champ who's, who's the champ right now is it Roman or is it um um who is the Bobby champion? Lashley is one. Oh, Bobby. Okay, Bobby. and maybe Bobby. Drew McIntyre might and be Drew, another. I think one. he just. I think they're going against one of the the, the championships. But that's pretty good. I mean, to have yeah. Bobby and Drew, that's I'm a, I, I know those guys both really, really well. And they're both, you know, kind of um, we had a hand a little bit in helping them get get better. Those guys are both great guys. It's such good for the business. I, I love them both. Man, when when Drew came back after his hiatus and he came back uh, with the new look and reinventing himself. Yeah, I knew it was a matter of time before he was main eventing because that's right up Vince's alley, man. Well, so when he, I started seeing him on some indie stuff, and guy, he he was just had a fire burning in him. He wanted to come back strong, you know. And he and I are really, really close. Um, he's one of one of the group, one of one of one of my yeah. boys. And uh, if I have a clip, he's in the click, you know. And he would just man had this fire burn him he's such a big guy he's like you know six foot you know six and he's yeah. got a great body good looking dude he can work his yeah. ass off and he's a tough guy he's actually tough and 
he, you know, he cut a promo. He guy was, I was like, man, you're, 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 you're there, man. Just keep going, keep going. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, thank Thank you. Chavo. Thank you. <laughs> such <laughs> a, such a wonderful guy too. It's like you, you, you can't help but be just incredibly happy for him. Yeah, man. It's good to see yeah. just his work ethic. He comes in and just busts his ass, man. And he just has great matches. And we used to have really good matches and he was young and green and we were, you know, calling it all in the ring. And that was really cool to see that he's able to do that. But he had to go, Chavo. It wouldn't happen if he didn't go back out there. You have, you know? yeah. That's, sometimes you do have to switch and yeah. you get stale somewhere and you got to go somewhere else and kind of reinvent yourself. And like, whether you make it back to WWE or nothing, it doesn't really matter, but you just, you, yeah. you, you make yourself better. Like we were talking on, on my show the other day, you mm -hmm. and I, um, yeah. and I was talking about create creative satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Like, so that was totally missing for him, right? Like, yeah. And like, whether it's the blame or they just didn't have nothing for him or like he got complacent and kind of, right. you know, it kind of, they feed into each other, right? They really do. Yeah. yeah and they really and, do. Yeah. So like, it's easy to just get real apathetic, right? Like, and just not care anymore and just collect your check. You do. You can, you know, well, because if, if in a sense you're thinking that they don't care, well, why should I care? And, and it's definitely yeah. the wrong mentality. But we know we're always, as talent, we're always pushing and we're pushing and pushing, trying to, uh, you know, better ourselves and, and move up that ladder or grab that brass ring if you want. And we we both know sometimes they'll let you grab it and sometimes they'll just yep. pop it up and you can't yeah. grab it, you know? So yeah. it's, it gets frustrating. It's funny, like we're talking about the brass ring. Yeah. Um, there was one guy that Vince tried to give the brass ring to, like, half a dozen times and he just kept going no thanks road dog <laughs> <laughs> he's like he, nah, he failed drug he kept failing drug tests and vince was still trying to give it to him he just did it well he wasn't ready for it he's so good on that mic i mean all those yeah. Armstrong boys were such good workers yeah. so great i mean brad was so amazing scotty and, and stevie but yeah um brian man road dog God, you give him the mic. He's just so gold. He's and, so gold. And he he might not have had the technical like right. wrestling stuff right. down, right. but his instincts and timing in there were second to none, man. Well, but he was different. Like every one of like just like everyone, the Guerreros are different. Every one of the Armstrongs were different. Yeah. Brad had more of that technical wrestling yep. background, where you have Road Dog, and he's. He's like, he's such a performer. Not that he can't do the technical stuff, but he's such a performer in the ring. He's like, he just breeds like um, just charisma, you know? Yeah, man. Right? And then yeah. you remember Brad outside of the ring was so charismatic. And then in the ring, he was just all business and strong. And out, it was like, first, man, hey, can't you bring that out there? Like, can't you get that in? It's just it's really so, tough yeah. sometimes, man. Yeah, you, it's very, yeah, you can or you can't. And, you know, Brad grew up in that other day in the, younger uh i mean the older yeah. times so where it was wrestling it wasn't about you know promos and personality you get in there and you do your wrestling so that's probably how he was taught and then road dog was a little bit different but God, he just somebody who oozed charisma man was brian yeah you absolutely know? yeah that's funny man um back to our 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 big wcw match that or in my mind our big one that we had on on nitro it was a hell it was a really good match man it was a good match man and do you remember so we're you and i were in in the dressing room talking about it kind of like mm, just kind of like throwing some ideas around and i remember scott was there so scott's going well hey i'm gonna you know hey <laughs> yo chavo the way he talks you know how about i i'm gonna come in and do some stuff too and can you imagine in wwe E that somebody just interjected himself in a match yeah. you'd be fired yeah right? but he just went ahead and goes ah, i'm gonna jump in and do some stuff and we're like 
Oh, okay, really? Okay, great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like for for those that that don't know the match, like right. and haven't haven't seen it, um, I was I was doing it. I was just starting an angle with with Eddie. Yes, and I'm having a match with you, right. and you're kicking my ass, right? Like I I get some heat on you, and right. uh, you make a heck of a comeback. I bail to the floor. In comes Scott. They knew it was only a matter of time that he was right. going to interfere. They just didn't know when. Right. And he slides in and he hits you with his finish. And that's when I come in and like put you in the buzz killer, like the, right. the cross the chicken wing crossface. But you already did. You right, weren't getting right. up. But I think <laughs> Scott Scott sold for me too. I think he did something on the I, earlier on. Yeah. Blasted him or something. Yeah. He went down and then you turned around on yep. me. But maybe that's when you started the heat or whatever. But that that was that was if you're gonna lose, that's how you do it. <laughs> you 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 protected both people right there. Yeah. Two guys got protected. You got protected. Scott looked great. He looked like you know like an asshole. You looked like you, you know you needed him to beat me, which is yeah. exactly what you wanted. And I looked like ah, oh, Chava would have beat him if it wasn't for the outside interference. Just and then we perfect. beat each up, and like Eddie was just sitting there watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's that's pretty. I had to go back and see that match again. That's that's awesome. So then, this flashback. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of. Um, do you remember the match that Eddie had with Terry Funk on TV? Eddie was just yes. there one time. Do it. That's right. That's Man. right. About a minute as a kid. Like, like and Terry, like he, Terry flew around the right. Like yeah. he dove out onto Terry on the floor. It was. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was in W like in, in that center stage. W, was it still, still WCW? I mean, it was it. I think NWA that, yeah, maybe? they were calling yeah. themselves that. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's flash, flash forward. So you and I worked another match. I don't know if you remember on in W you came back again to WWF, WWE, I guess the time where you were, weren't doing anything or something. I was something. out hurt, I imagine. Yeah. So then you came back, and then me and you worked something like a you know a, a pre-show thing, like a Velocity or one of those things. And you Sunday and I Night Heat or something, something like that. And actually had a pretty good one. Another I'm pretty sure. good one. We had another pretty good one. But then after that, like you, I, I think that you weren't you're gone again, right? Yeah. Well, it was. That's when I was out. I was out hurt. I had this match with, with Jericho, a mm -hmm. cage match. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this had anything to do with why I got hurt, but I was out all, all night the night before, like doing yeah. ecstasy, like before yeah. a pay-per-view yeah. cage match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best choice. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I was like, what the hell was I doing? Right. Um, and no one even had to twist my arm. I don't know what was going through my head because I was... wasn't really a, a screw up at that point. Yeah. Um, but I say that and then I tell you, I just, that's what I did. But anyways, <laughs> so I had this great idea that, that Chris power bombs me off the top of the cage. Oh yeah. And so like, even like, even right. if I land perfect, man, it was, it's it was too much. much for me. It's yeah. And my neck was messed up pretty bad. That's yeah, too big. So I remember you were hurt and then you were gone for a while. So I, yeah. I guess you weren't, you left again or I don't know. What I just happened. was sitting at home. Yeah. I was but sitting then, at then, home. Then, but then you were like in, I don't know for what happened, but that was wondering how did you get back into like good graces with WWE? I know it was. It know, wasn't. It wasn't a. But it wasn't a question of get back in good graces. Mm -hmm. uh, like with the, with the office, mm -hmm. I I was doing just fine because I got along with Jr. really well and sure, um, um, and all that. But like it was creative, mm -hmm. creative like wasn't a fan of mine and i used to i used to complain and blame them and like right. oh like even brian gewertz 
Yeah. Like him and I used to like but not like right. each other at all. Sure. And like well, I, think I apologize to him not that like a couple of years if, ago. If I'm like, not man, writing for you, bro. Then you you get to where you're not a fan of them, you know, because it just that's just the way it is. Yeah, but and it got bad. Of, yeah, really. It was it got a little personal. Like mm. like we took Brian to wrestlers court and all that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty heavy. Yeah. And so like looking back on, I don't blame him one bit for not wanting to write anything decent for me, you know. Right, right. Um, right. but so yeah, I could. <sighs> Yeah, I could be kind of an asshole sometimes to create people look at me as like, oh, he's a good guy. But like right. there were times when, right. you know, and I wasn't with, cre with creative too. If they write something for you, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. They may be writing for you and then they say, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go that angle. So or there's a different different levels they still have to go through. So I was just sitting at home. Right. And then uh, and they bring the NWO back or not mm -hmm. back. They bring that. They do the NWO thing. That's right. Scott, Kevin and, and Hulk. Right. And um, then, you know, Hulk has the, there was a lot of creative didn't want me in NWO, even though it made total sense. sense. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm the Wolfpack. Yeah. But uh, yeah. um, Hulk did me a, a solid on that, man. Like, okay. yeah, he, they knew that he had to turn babyface. Mm -hmm. So I was the one that that like helped NWO turn on him. I came out and I cracked him in the head with the chair. He got mm. color. Mm. He did that for me, man. That's, that's like, that that's was true. a hell of a thing to do. Cause that's you know, true. the last time, well, I was going to say the last time anyone knew, like I was talking shit about him, mm -hmm. you know, on, in my, in my return promo mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in that, but like, uh, I would see Hulk down in Tampa. Like we ran into, um, we would, like we were all at a concert together and I actually set up for Hulk and, and Vince to have their first conversation back. Really? And then like all that happened. Yeah. So then you were saying that you, you set up something, uh, it, the first, uh, yeah, I, felt, I, I facilitated them talking again, you know, after Hulk, Hulk, Hulk and Vince. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny cause they've been on the good and on bad so many yeah. different times. Like, like I, I just talked to, to Hulk recently. We're talking about another project doing together. And he's like, well, you know, the old man's mad at me again. I'm like, okay, what'd you do this time? <laughs> you know, so how did that, so how did that meeting go that you set for them? I don't know. Like, I, I think oh, it went was, well, it got was, them talking again, you know, that's when he, Hulk came back. Yeah. And they had, he had that iconic match that was yeah, with rock. With rock. Dude, yeah, and then a couple of days later is when I came, like on the SmackDown tapings, is when I cracked him in the head. Yeah, the chair. When, when you see that match, bro, that that match with that WrestleMania with Rock and Hulk, and everybody doesn't know that match, they they were Hulk Hogan was supposed to be the bad guy, and Rocky Rocky, you know, the Rock was supposed to be the good guy. Yeah, and it changed in the ring, and they it changed. The the fans called for Rocky to be the bad guy, and at WrestleMania and dude was so and, and they adjusted. They totally adjusted yeah. and did in there. It was it was just magic. Like two pros doing it was so great. And if you st still see the match, I don't know if you can feel like if you, I was in the arena and you're like God, just the electricity was so amazing. Oh yeah, I was there. Yep, it was right? it was magic. Yeah, to That's, me I, that was the to me that moment was yeah. the the very peak of the Monday Night Wars Attitude Era. Like. It was wow. maybe slowly started going yeah. down, but like, right. I, to me, that was it. Well, that was, you know, that was the, the, the icon versus the people's champ, man. It was, yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. I got, I got like, 
back into the main event situation because of that. And really? like, yeah. So I, the whole rest of the time I worked there, I was doing main events, you know? Right. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. You should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. So I was very grateful to Hulkster for that. Dude, that's, that's awesome, man. You know, like you said before, like me and you, we could probably talk all day long doing this stuff, <laughs> you know, definitely yeah. could. And I know be just because you and I were both, we grew up being fans of the business and, and, you know, really being students of the game and stuff and watching growing up in a different era and then coming up in a different era, you know? So that's why I think our wrestling styles have a lot of that throwback in them. Sure. You know, you know for sure. Yeah. But at the very end of uh, Suplex and Surfaces, we always do a um, a rapid fire questions. I got like ten questions. And, okay. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer. Just see what people what you think. You 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 up for it? Yeah, of course. All right. So, uh, are you a, a vintage car guy or, or a new car guy? Ooh. If I had to take a guess, or not, a, if I had to pick one. Yep. I'm gonna go vintage. I'm the same, dude. I mean, I love are, I love new cars and everything, but man, there's just something about like, man, like yeah, so around here sometimes they have uh, parades of people with their classic cars, man. That's, that's yeah, really there's cool. nothing like it, right? Yeah. There's nothing like it, totally, totally. Um, are you? Would now back? You now we grew up in you know the, a different era. Were you, back growing up, were you an NWA guy or a WWF guy? NWA all day long. I was too. Yeah, I was, I was too. from Florida, you know, St. Pete, yeah. Florida. Yeah, I see, yeah. see Ric Flair and all those guys. And now, that, that now, was... like, now that, the thing is, is once I started seeing other stuff, like W, sure. like once that started coming into the market, like right. I was in, like I was fascinated. I love seeing wrestling from other places, even if it wasn't any good. It was just cool to see other wrestling. Yeah, because you didn't really know that it even existed. There was yeah. no internet back then. Yeah. You'd see wrestling magazines or something, right? Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Um, were you a, because you weren't always in WWF, were you a Hulk Hogan or a Ric Flair fan? Ric Flair. <laughs> that was the same, that was the same, man. And and only because, and nothing towards any of them, but, you know, Ric was the, the, the yeah. working wrestling champion. Yeah. And being in California, the, the show that I really got was like the Superstar show, which was just squash matches. So I'm like, yeah. well, this, this isn't wrestling to me. I would see NWA or wrestling from Japan. I'm like, wow, this is amazing, right? Um, okay, so at the same time, were you a Steamboat or Savage fan? Now that you've worked with them all both and, and know them both. Wow, man, that's a tough question. Right? I just, I'm going to go with, with Savage. And it's, it's just because of the whole package, the total package, the persona, and just sure. everything about it, man. Like, sure. Um, I, I just gravitate towards that over the white meat. Anyways, but yeah. Steamboat is amazing you know up yeah. there with anybody as far as best, all time yeah, greats i know like one, yeah uh, i would go up into the weeds talking about it but go ahead that's right you go Tell, well go i just even even when like the crowd with him and flair in certain situations yeah was for rick yeah they were pro rick flair like mm -hmm. steamboat would win them over like halfway through the match just with the hard work and the selling yeah he was the ultimate baby face yeah man. you felt for the guy you like he had some some that magic to where yeah. you just wanted him to, to overcome he was such a good guy you know I, I agree with you yeah. uh being on the road were you a waffle house or a cracker barrel guy waffle house right there was house, just way waffle. more waffle houses on the side of the yeah. highway <laughs> no true, true. And, they were, and they were open late 
Yeah. We were open late. We get the, you know, two in the morning to yeah. get a, a, yeah, it went a, right next to the dungeon. That's right. The, the did you ever stay at the dungeon? That's right. I did. Absolutely. I was there a whole bunch of times when I used to come to. So anybody knows know the dungeon. Dungeon is the, this old Ramada hotel that is uh, right there next to the Atlanta airport. And we used to call the dungeon because it was kind of very dungeon-esque style. But I used to stay there. But when I moved to Atlanta, I had to move there for a year. I had I stayed there for a whole week looking for a for a apartment. Where'd you move? Peachtree City. No, I moved oh. to uh, Marietta. I just got an apartment. Oh, you know, so I just started in WCW. Right yeah, but uh, th- you know that Delane is still there. I I saw her. Somebody just told me. Oh, Delane's still there. I think Penzer wow. told me. I saw her like several years after all that. Uh-huh. Like it, weirdly enough, the uh, the rehab that yeah. Paul brought me to when uh-huh. I told you the story about him coming out to pick me up was mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. it was like a mile down the road from the dungeon. Oh wow! So I got out of the dun- I got out of rehab yeah. one time and went and saw Delane. Yeah, Delane was the manager at the Ramada. They should take yeah. care of all the wrestlers all the time and just make sure that we were taken care of and just really cool lady. We just, yeah, yeah really took care of all of us. Yeah, people felt like that was home. Yeah, well, yeah. we didn't have a home, you know, because your home was another place and you were rarely there. So yeah. we were in hotel rooms more than we were at home, you know. Um, being a wrestler, do you prefer being a heel or a babyface? Like earlier in my career, I preferred being a heel. Mm-hmm. But like later on, I just enjoyed being a baby face. Did you? I'll be honest with you, man. After a while, I'm kind of an em- empathetic dude, mm-hmm. like I'm kind of mm-hmm. an empath. And like, so like when energy comes at me, yeah. like a lot of whether like it's a work or not, it's sure. still negative energy. Yeah. And sometimes it just gets to be a lot, man. No, I hear you. It could take its toll on you. Yeah, see, everyone I, telling you you suck and yelling shit at I was you. And I loved it. I loved that. Just if I had the whole place you know, chanting "Chavo sucks," Chavo, that yeah. that just was so good. I no, love that. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah, it yeah. was what like yeah. it was like what I strived to. Yeah. Like I wanted that to happen, but then right. regard like be careful what you wish for, man. It got to be a lot for yeah. me. Yeah, it affected me negatively. No, I yeah, I I can I totally see that. I remember one time I was in. Um, um italy and we had just gone back to italy wwf or wwe went back to italy for the first time in a long time yeah. and they were just so happy it was so hot and i walked out and i had a i had a few with ray or something it was pretty pretty good little feud so they were all chatting you know like just just chatting just against chavo and i I swear that I want, I walked, I have so much energy. I wanted to fight every like 10,000 Italians. I was like wow. just praying for somebody to just jump the bullet, just jump the, the barricade in your mind. Come on. It was like so much that I had, I almost blew up in the ring. I had to calm yeah. myself down going, okay, relax. We still got to wrestle, you know, but I, I love that. It was awesome. Um, that can really get set, like knock you off your game, like going into a match when, Oh, like, was it before a match? Before yeah. the match? Oh yeah, yeah totally. Man. There was yeah, and there was times I remember going in and I'd be so amped up and I feel I would feel my legs get weak and I'm like, okay, whoa, hold yeah. on, you still got to, you got yeah. 15 minutes to go still, just relax, you know, and get take your coffee break in the ring, you know. Um, all right, so were you a uh, uh, you're a martial arts guy? Were you a Bruce yeah. Lee or Gene LaBelle fan? Well, as a kid, I was a Bruce Lee fan because sure, I didn't sure. really. You know, didn't know who I didn't was, know so. grappling like right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, even though like if you look at Bruce, like his book 
his book, The Tao of Jeet Kune Do, there's yeah. all kinds of great stuff about grappling that he Absolutely. learned from Gene. From Gene, yeah. He learned yeah. From Gene. Exactly. Um, MMA or boxing? Oof. Man. I would have said MMA, mm -hmm. but like, if the if boxing like when when boxing's hot, man, there's nothing like boxing. Mike Tyson run, you know, yeah, like you know, um, Sugar Ray Leonard, Hagler, all that. Yeah, Hagler, like man, like rest in peace. He was the right? man when I was yeah. a kid. Did you like Hagler? Did you like Hearns? Remember that? Remember that fight? Uh, yes. Was yeah, amazing. Best, best round time. ever in the history yeah. of boxing. Yeah. But I was. I was a Hagler fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you're, you're, you're back in shape. You're looking pretty good. Are you a CrossFit weights. or weights guy? Weights. Weights, nice. Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't be a CrossFit sure. guy, just I've sure. never tried it. Sure, sure, sure. A couple more here. Uh, do you like the blondes or the brunettes? Wow, it just depends. Um, <laughs> like, I don't have a particular type. No? Like, if you look at, like... Yeah. If you look at like different women I've been with, mm -hmm. like they go yeah. like, you All know, like now my, my wife, my wife is black. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. like, that's totally different. Like yeah. obviously totally different than, right. Right. Than you know, obviously yeah. <laughs> yeah, the before. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Great. You were a member of both factions, man. So I got to ask you, which one do you prefer? If there, if you can even answer, were you an NWO or a DX fan? I have that's to, tough. That's it's tough, tough because, because you're, you're I'm just about, the, and I'm getting ready to, like, I don't know when you're going to air this, but I haven't done the Hall of Fame thing yet. I'm getting ready right. to go in with NWO. Yeah. And it was great. NWO was amazing. And right. it wouldn't have been, like, like, anyways. Yeah. I hear you. I, hear you. I made more money and I had more freedom. Like, I was just, I was more in control of things. And I felt like, just, like, I was riding as high as I've ever ridden. Like, you know, does with, that make any sense? Like with, with during him. DX. DX. Yeah. I, if it may have just stayed like you three in NWO or, yeah. or four with Hulk, then yeah. maybe, but it got so watered down with like 25 different people yes. in it, you know? Uh, and DX never did that. DX was, yeah. was you three China and then road dog, Billy Gunn, really. They tried to put Val Venus with us, but it just like, we were totally against it and there was nothing against Val. Yeah. I just, just yeah. like when you start doing that, like, waters down yeah yeah it just worked that's one thing with dx you guys always it just stayed true to dx really yeah we had great chemistry all of us together like yeah you know in there i agree it was, it was i agree blast, man. Man. Good, good funds uh so that's it man so thanks a lot where, where can anybody where can they find you what do you got going on right now so my my new project uh will debut on april 1st it's okay. pro pro wrestling for life and um we have uh, a weekly podcast right. uh there's a patreon okay. uh mm -hmm. we're doing a patreon page that's gonna have a lot of really cool uh content yeah and like awesome. i'm gonna i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be more accessible to the mm -hmm. to the to the people like mm -hmm. you know uh we can interact you know right. more and and that anyway so it's like pro rest for for life mm -hmm. p-r-o-w-r-e-s mm -hmm. for life Pro uh, yeah that's that's the twitter nice. handle um and that so uh, my first guest my first guest is uh is nate is rick flair on Ooh, april 1st one of yeah. my favorite persons in the world i love that guy yeah love and him. you're love one him. of you're like the second or third oh awesome yeah. awesome that's cool that's good I'm, I'm happy with that thanks man so you guys you get listen again uh check out 
John's uh, Xbox, his uh, Pro Wrestling for Life podcast, and the first uh, episode of this this little podcast here is is over there. So we kind of piggyback on each other. So definitely check that out, bro. It's such a pleasure talking with you all always, man. And a wrestling historian or a guy who's been there, a guy who's been everywhere, uh, and a guy I definitely respect, man. So thanks again for uh, for jumping on with me, Chavo. I, I really had a great time. Like I love. That's why I love doing these. Um, just because of the conversation we just had that might not ever happened otherwise, you know? Yeah, and, that, and we get to share it with I everyone. I love, I really love, now I have I've interviewed other people like, you know, an Andrew Yang and, uh, you know, like a Gabriel Iglesias and stuff. And it's great. Yeah. But I really love the podcasting with my friends, the boys, because it's, it's like we have such a bond because yeah. no one has lived this life except for us. Yeah. And you can tell people about it all they want. You can read, they can read about it. They can write about it, but they just don't know unless they went through these, these, the, the, the politics and the bumps and the bruises yeah. and the missing home and, you know, the heartbreaks and living in a hotel room, they don't know. So that's why I, I I'm always just the bond that I got with the boys is, is uh, something that I hold really true and dear to my heart. So Thank you, brother, for coming Thank on. Thank you, again, man. man. I hope we get to see each other some uh, sometime sometime soon, man. I hope so. I hope so. I'll be in Tampa doing an appearance over there for something, and uh, I'll, I'll be in there for uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport doing a That's little, right. uh, little work shoot over there, and uh, maybe we'll bump into each other. Good luck at the Hall of Fame, man. I'm glad you're going in again, and uh, thanks, man. Get them both rings on. Man. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, All right brother. Take care, Chavo. All right, Have brother. a great God day, bless. my friend. Be safe, brother. Thank you, brother. Get his pants on. Yes, I'm scared.